Good evening, boys and girls. Warm greetings from Oslo, Norway, where I'm editing this episode at this moment. It is Thursday evening before the Easter holidays and I'm having a glass of red wine, or maybe two. Meanwhile, I'm preparing this episode for you all. I really think you'll like it. In this episode, we're going to discuss with Patrick Moitzner, one of the co-founders of Trengo. Trengo is a platform that offers one inbox for all customer contact channels from social messaging, chat, email, voice to SMS. And they've been growing like crazy during the last year, growing from 12 people to 50 during a global pandemic. Can you imagine how the onboarding might look like? And also they've tripled the MRR having clients across 60 countries. Just to give you a sense, they are serving clients from PPG, an American Fortune 500 US company, and OPPO, a large Chinese consumer electronics company, but also to Hubo, a Belgian hardware store chain, which is reachable via WhatsApp on 120 physical stores, thanks to Trengo. And also just to mention Easy Toys, the biggest toys producer and web shop from the Netherlands. So by all accounts, this is a very successful startup that is being chased by top European and international VCs. But the story today is not about their success. The story today is about what you usually don't see in the media. It's about the struggles that entrepreneurs have and the challenges that come with high growth. In this episode, Patrick opens up and shares with us the struggles that come with being a founder, mental health issues, and implementing a company-wide policy for people in the team that struggle with current environment. Without further ado, dear listeners, Let's go and meet Patrick. Patrick, when I invited you to to the podcast, I was quite convinced that we will discuss about product market fit because there are like all the signs that like that you're growing rapidly. So then I thought you might know a thing or two about product market fit, but also I've sent you all the other topics that we are usually focusing at Adventure Europe. And one of them was mental health. And you were quite quickly actually to pick that up and say, hey, by the way, can we discuss about mental health? And I, uh, I was just curious, why were you interested to discuss about that? Yeah, it's a good question. It's, I think, all about that we don't want to speak publicly about our current mental health and our situation. If somebody's asking you, how are you? We often say, fine, even it's not that the case. And I've learned a lot of the previous year in terms of mental health and to handle situations and emotions. So I saw this topic and I thought, yeah, it's a great thing to discuss and to open up about why we should talk more about mental health and, and the emotions that, that we are currently experiencing. Got it. How do you end up learning about it? What happened? I can give a little introduction back when I was younger in, in life. When I was 22, I've lost my mother. So that was a, 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 had a big impact on my life and as well emotionally. And there was nobody to say, hey, this is the way how you should handle that, that, that situation, what you're experiencing right now. And what I did at that time, I basically was not caring, taking care about my mental health. I just was getting distracted by work and study. I, I focused only at that at that time to not feel the emotions that were getting around in my head. And I never did that basically uh, until last year because I noticed all the time that I was a bit of stressed when I was talking to uh, persons because I was stressed that people could see something 
to me about that I was stressed at that time. So it's basically that deeper layer in terms of mental health that I was uh, afraid of uh, that people would see, see that I was not okay. So I didn't want to show that to people. And I think the last year I went to a psychologist and talk about the situation, what I, I was experiencing. And they learned me a lot about emotions and to talk with people about your feelings. And I never did that basically my whole life. I, I didn't learn that by my parents. So last year I did, and it was mind blowing in terms of how I was feeling after those sessions and yeah, was getting ahead in terms of personal growth. Got it. Got it. So what was actually the, the, the situation that, that made you decide, okay, that's it. I'm just going to go to a psychologist. Yeah, I feel every day a bit of stress within my head, within my body. And I thought, what is it? Basically, I was scared of meeting people because I was scared that they would see that I was stressed and not doing okay. So that was basically the thing that I was not enjoying life of the fullest anymore every day because I was just being afraid of people. It's really crazy. And then I thought, hey, what is it that is causing all this things what i'm experiencing right now and then yeah i went out on the internet and, and searched some things and i filled in the form and a couple of months later they invite me and and they say hey we have a program and we think it's a good match that you would fit on it and then i had uh, i did some talkings within groups and that was a, as well a big step for me to talk about my emotions and all those things it's, yeah so that's why I've started. I feel everyday stress and I wanted to get rid of that. Entrepreneurial life is just brutal. And also for the people listening, I guess they, they know that you have so many highs and so many lows and you're always running, always something to do. And I think people like you have the courage to say, okay, this is not okay. I have to somehow deal, deal with it. I was wondering, do you remember where you were back then? And did you communicate to your team, like where you were? Tell me a little bit of where you were with the company, where you were with your life. And then, like, okay, I want to do this. Did you communicate to your co-founders? That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I did com communicate that with my co-founders because I needed to get one day off every week to get to those sessions. Uh, but I didn't communicate that to everybody within the company because it's still about uh, little taboo because oh the, the and then you don't want to get rumors hey, the, the co-founder is not doing well and it's just going on a discussion with people every week and talk about your feelings it's not nothing more than that but i didn't say, say that to, to everybody but i think it's now time to open up and that's why i wanted to have this this podcast about mental health yeah, no, absolutely. I'm very happy to see a brave entrepreneur that it's um, ready to be vulnerable and to discuss about how it is to be an entrepreneur. And there are a lot of good things. And by all accounts, you guys are doing great, right? So all the metrics are just showing up. But still, even if you're doing great, still you you need something to treat yourself. What I do, I just tend to do sports to just exhaust me. So then I don't have to think about work anymore. But I, I don't think also that's healthy, right? So you really have to, as you said, I think, talk about emotions. So let's maybe focus a little bit on that. How do you think we should talk about emotions? What did you learn? Tell us the secret. What did you learn? What I learned was, uh, first of all, I didn't know that that I was experience, experiencing emotions at the first place. And I didn't know at that time which emotion I was experiencing. Was I just angry or feeling sad? It, it was just one 
cloud in my head, you know, and I, I didn't know that. What what is happening with me uh, when I was exper experiencing a situation? So that's the one thing what I learned. Just think, hey, it's okay to 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 feel uh, like this that I have a, a, a feeling, an emotion. You are just a human, just like everybody else. But then, hey, listen to it. What is it? Isn't an emotion? Isn't it a thought? What is it? And that's, I think, basically it. It was the basic of the program to to see and see that overview and not getting through the clouds, zoom out of the clouds and see what's going on. So what do you do after you took this knowledge in? Yeah, what I do now is that I express myself to somebody else that, hey, how was your day? Yeah, I was feeling a bit of stress. And why did you feel stressed? That you get your story to somebody else and that you, you don't are experiencing over and over in your head. So I think that's basically one of the principles that I learned to not rethinking it over and over again within your head and, and get in that emotion all the time, just or write it down or share it with somebody else. Uh, and then it's a, a bit of lighter in your head and, and you're rid of it. Not all the time, but yeah, basically the most times, yes. You mentioned prior to this call that actually you've implemented across your company a policy that everyone could use a psychologist. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure thing. We have a head of people within the company and we our priority is to 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 take care of all the people that we have. And currently in, in COVID, it's really difficult to, to get a culture on and, and talk to everybody every day. It's just a, a kind of gap, you know, and that is that is there out there because there's only a, a monitor, your laptop and you're at home and that's it. So yeah, I thought the head of people thought, hey, there's a great program. It's all about mental care. We can get everybody if they need it and want it uh, to open up with a psychologist three times in a month. They could do even do more. But yeah, the, within the program is those three th uh, times within a month. And I thought, yeah, it's great because people want to to have a chat with somebody else talk hey i had a bad day and all those things and to express themselves to uh, somebody else and not everybody has somebody uh, in their uh, area uh, home living some people do live alone and there is a gap between friends currently so we thought this is the right moment to to introduce this program and to start with it Beautiful. How did your colleagues respond to it? And when, when did you implement it? And what is the usage? Do you have any learnings on that? <laughs> yeah, it's just we just started with it. I think two months ago, we announced it internally within every uh, first Friday. That is that we celebrate the last month in terms of growth and numbers. And then our head of people said, hey, we are doing, we are going to start it with, with a mental health program. And yeah, we saw a great reactions coming in through our own team chat that is, that is our slack replacer and we saw great reactions and uh, on based on the the things that we were announcing at that moment and as well uh, yesterday i saw uh, a message from somebody hey i just signed me up for the program and i get already a great newsletters about mental health and all those things and it really helps me out already and i think they don't have started the program yet but it's just getting information in about mental health and all those topics in COVID times. Just to read a couple of stats from a recent study uh, by the University of San Francisco, the researcher is Michael Freeman, 
the startup founders are twice as likely to suffer from depression, six times more likely to suffer from ADHD, three times more likely to suffer from substance abuse, 10 times more likely to suffer from bipolar disorder, twice as likely to have a psychiatric hospitalization, twice as likely to have suicidal thoughts. If you're a startup founder or in a startup, everything just has to grow. And also your role changes from year to year and you just have to get comfortable with that. So with, with that on mind, how would you describe the emotional life of an entrepreneur? I think it's just one word, roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, ups and downs all the time because sometimes when you are at, at the early stage of the company, you're doing businesses yourself with the end customer. Uh, and sometimes you lose deals and you think, hey, I have a better program than the competitor. And then you're sad and, and, and angry at the same time and all those things. And then you are going to grow. Uh, you, people are coming in within the company. Then you have uh, different situations about employees and all those things. Uh, where, uh, when you was just with the three of the founders within the team, you don't have those things. And now you have to think about all those employee things as well. And and at the same time, there's such a lot of things going on. When we started the, the company, I was creating everything myself. And now we have a, a company with more than 50 people and just growing the upcoming years. What is my role? What, what do I like? What makes me happy? And that's really the important question, what you need to ask yourself. And uh, I like new situations all the time. I want to, to deep dive in something and, and grow from that. So I think I did that pretty, pretty well the last four years, five years. And there are such more things to come to grow on a personal level, but as well at a business side, a business level. Uh, and that makes me happy to see all those faces and to see it's not the, the roof that we are. We can go through the roof and beyond. And that makes me happy and, and drifts me. So this, yeah, that's really my thing. I like that. So when you look back at uh, 2020, what was the most challenging uh, situation that you guys faced? I, I think it's easy. Last year was especially COVID. That was the most heavy and difficult thing to, to tackle because we have a great software. We, we have our own solution to, to take care and communicate with customers and as well with the team. But we want to grow as a company and, and get that culture on and hire new people. Don't get that culture what we had before because it was all based on experiences on location. And we can talk with each other. We can drink a beer with each other. We can play games a lot more and now we don't have that anymore so i think in, in terms of difficulties i think COVID was one because we needed to onboard we grown the company from 12 to 50 people last year during COVID. it's amazing i think uh, and we did pretty well but it's still not what i was what i want because i want to be at the location with everybody and just celebrate the moments that we have and drink beers together and all those things what gives the culture a boost how do you try how do you try to maintain the culture now yeah i think what we've uh, introduced as well we have every day a, a coffee meeting that we just have a 50 minutes at the morning that we can can join a meeting and you can walk like an avatar to a map with your face on it it's really great <laughs> and in terms of starting with the open up program organizing a bingo from the Christmas we did as well for almost 35 people, I think, or 40 people. We've sent them a postcard to their homes and 
we said, hey, this is your Christmas present. Choose one of one of the presents that we have selected for you and choose one. And they send it over to our to our people. And then we sold all those uh, gifts and we organized three days that we were to, uh, with the founding team. We were driving through all the Netherlands and delivering the presents by ourselves. And it was really amazing to do because it's you feel like Santa, myself. And then at the other side, everybody was so happy to see all uh, that we were just popping up to the doors, you know. And we do that often. We send uh, um, broodjes. That's a typically Dutch thing uh, for carnival uh, to eat. And we send flowers. We, we do a lot of those things to, to, to get a bond with them as well uh, during COVID times. Got it. No, actually, actually, um, I've seen the video on LinkedIn. It was hilarious. Yeah, I'll just post it. I'll post it in the notes, so then the listeners can can listen to it. When it comes to entrepreneurs and mental health and entrepreneurship, what would you say that is missing? How would you improve the situation? I think we all are afraid to open up ourselves to say, "Hey, how are you? I'm not doing well currently, or I'm just a bit stressed." And just open ourselves to everybody around because we see that it's because we've shared internally as well. Somebody was having a blackout from the seniority presentation within our company. And he's saying, hey, I'm just afraid of speaking publicly. And by doing that, everybody was saying, hey, are you okay? And yeah, just see that you're being a human and everybody is a human and we are not that superhuman that we want to be because we're all uh, perfectionists. Um, but yeah, uh, just to open up and, and to have to uh, chat about mental health with your colleagues, with friends and family and not having that underground and, and bury that one. Got it. So communicate, communicate as much as possible about, about feelings not being afraid to share your feelings with somebody else. I think it will be the opposite of what you expect when you share it with somebody. Exactly. How do you bridge that, the image that we have in our mind, the, the founders, you know, Superman, they're always happy. You have to put your smiley face always, you work in a startup. And then how do you reconcile that with just being open and vulnerable as a leader? Because as you said, if you open up, right, then also people working in the company, they will feel that it's safe to open up as well if the leaders do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the case because I basically did the last months when people asked to me, hey, how are you? I say, yeah, I'm a bit stressed. And then people say, hey, why are you a bit stressed? Yeah, I think, yeah. And then I, I gave them the story, why? And then I said, hey, I'm just a human as you to downscale yourself, that you are not that super leader and, and, and perfect a picture within others' heads. I'm just a human, just like them. And we all are experiencing emotions and difficulties in life. And what I talked about the Open Up program earlier that we are going already started with, it's just like this podcast, they asking, hey, is there somebody from the senior seniority team that want to open up and have an interview on camera to express yourselves to, and then to give an introduction within the company? And I said, yes, I'm, I'm totally fine by doing that. So that's why I want to, to kickstart this and as well to attend this uh, podcast about mental health. Ah, perfect. Love it. I'm very happy to have you uh, to have you on. 
you're a great communicator and you have a lot of energy and enthusiasm. And even though like I'm going to do the presentation of Trango in the beginning, I would love to to hear it from you because I don't think I'll do it justice. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and, and Trango and the motivation of building Trango and it's like, how did that change? Maybe where did you start one year ago, two years ago and where you're at now? Uh, I, I will give an introduction how we started. That's easier. And then how we grow. Um, before I started the company with Trango, I was just creating websites and, and, and doing a lot of entrepreneurial stuff and solving web designs, websites. And then I thought, hey, I'm just being a, a machine for other companies and doing the same task over and over again. And then I thought, what do I want to, to achieve in life? Because I'm just graduated. What's next? And then I thought, why not creating something for ourselves and then selling it within the market? And hopefully it goes worldwide and, and grow within the company worldwide. So that's basically was our start. And we thought, how can we start with something great? And what we've experienced in, within the web agency, what, what I had at that time, I saw I wanted to be unique, to be on reachable for customers at all new ways through like WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, live chat, and of course, email and voice. And then I thought it isn't there yet because WhatsApp is not possible at this moment and other social channels at the same time at one place. So I thought, why not creating it for ourselves and then selling it to others? And that's basically what we did. And we started with creating WhatsApp messages coming in and then spreading it out to your team or teams or colleagues. And then we thought, why not only bringing WhatsApp in? Why not even adding Facebook, website chat, and all those different communication channels, what we have currently? And that's, yeah, kickstarted the company. And we've gained a lot of customers during the years and doing a pretty good job, I think. And now we have the external customer communication within our platform and even the internal communication, just like the other companies have in terms of Slack or Microsoft Teams. We have built that ourselves. And now we have the external part and internal part together at one view. And that's basically what we do currently. We are doing businesses around 60 countries worldwide. So I'm really happy to see all those results and that we still are growing and yeah, doing it great. Sounds good. Sounds good. So what's what's the vision here, Patrick? Where are you going? Yeah, the vision is to, to be the main stack for companies. Now we are the stack of uh, the customer communication because we did that the, the past years. But now we want to be the main stack because we've seen in the market that you have a lot of CRMs, you have a lot of customer support systems, and you have team communication systems. And we all know we have Notion, all, all those things. And we want to be that all-in-one that unified it all. And we are, not yet, uh, we are not there yet, but we are going to get there. And that's why we've added uh, just a Slack replacer, Microsoft Teams replacer, or Facebook Workplace replacer, and combine that with our com customer communication platform. And we've seen a lot of adoption already. And that's for now. And we want to be the main stack. Just share your to-dos, share your folders, share create a to-do with your team, create a to-do one-on-one with your colleagues and many things more in the future. Sounds good. Sounds good. And also, I know that there are a lot of top top tier investors uh, here in in Europe fighting fighting to be able to invest in you guys. <laughs> it's bizarre how yeah yeah it's bizarre. We get so much 
inquiries about investors who want, hey, I want to, to, to get in touch with you and talk about the, the landscape you're in currently, because it's, I think it's really hot. Yeah. I was thinking that maybe I can ask a couple of questions in regards to resources and things that maybe the listeners can go away with. So what do you think are three most important things that founders listening should go away with? Yeah, I think listening to your emotions at the first place and not get distracted all the time and, and just getting distraction by television in the evening. Just do a night nothing and just see what's going on in your head and what pops up. So sometimes you need to do something with it because if it's getting back and back and over again, your brains are telling you something. So that's one. Two, I think getting started as fast as you can, if you're not doing it currently uh, with mindfulness, meditation and, and those things, I think it's great to, to, to not only take care in terms of food or exercises, get your head in and, 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 and get some exercise for your head. And I think meditation and, and, and those things are really valuable to train your mind to handle tough situations. Do you have any any recommendation for meditation apps, got meditation on YouTube? I'm using a Headspace on the mobile, but what I just uh, discovered is Headspace on Netflix. And it's really great because it's all visualized and it's taking, I think, 20, 25 minutes. And it's, it's mind-blowing if you take those things at Netflix and see those things because it's really... You all see all the situations, what is happening in some, some, sometimes, and then it makes all sense if you look to those. Interesting. I never heard about it. So I've, as mentioned previously during our call, I've heard about Andy Puticom. I started with, with Headspace, but I've never seen Headspace on Netflix. I'll definitely check it out. No, it's new, but it's really amazing. I, I already had Headspace on my mobile phone and they had some visuals and, and videos, but the, the thing on Netflix is, I think, really valuable for everybody. Uh, and I'm just looking it over and over again every time when I think I'm a bit stressed and then, okay, go back to the basics again, that we don't need to be afraid for things in, in life. What is the, the most impactful book and why? Yeah, that that's a good one because I'm, I'm reading a kind of Dutch books, you know, but I'm more of a listener. But as well, it's all about yeah the books that I have heard, not reading books, but listening books, was all about mental health. I, I don't have a real English name for it. Uh, I don't even know the name again in, in Dutch, but perhaps I can come back, back later on it and then can I can check the, how the book's called and what's helped me in life. Sounds good. I'm going definitely to uh, to put it in the in the show notes. And also sometimes I do prefer listening more than actually reading because then I can do something else or I can go for a walk and actually I can I can stay focused for longer, right? Like even an hour or two. What is the person that had the most impact on you and why? Yeah, I would say the psychologist because yeah, they were they, they were luring me the basics of life, basically about emotion and those things. And it's so it should be such uh, more easier when it when I've learned those things when I was young and and having that within when you're going to the school and those things but I never had that in, in terms of information in but as well of course my mom who's died that has really uh, impacted my life yeah got it mom and, and psychologist yeah yeah do you have an ask from from people listening 
Yeah, uh, in terms of opening up to to the audience right now, I, I'm really curious uh, how other people are uh, speaking about emotions, are uh, sharing their feelings within the company to their employees or to their colleagues. You know, so yeah, I have a question for them. Just share with us how you are doing it currently with expressing yourselves with others and sharing your feelings. And I think it's great for everybody that we see you're not the only one that are experiencing emotions and you should benefit from sharing it with each other. Exactly. No, I like that. And the last thing, where can uh, people find you, Patrick? Yeah, people can find me outside with a beer within the park and there you can find me. And otherwise, you can find me online through chat or WhatsApp uh, through our company uh, communication channels. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for, for taking the time, Patrick, and also for sharing all the all the learnings that, that you had during this period of ups and downs and what worked for you and what didn't. Uh, it was a, a pleasure to, to talk with you about mental health. And yeah, perhaps we can catch up in, in, in the future uh, if it's all we can see the, the insights about the open up within our program within the company. I'm, I love to talk about the, the outcomes. Sounds good. Take care.